Hello, welcome to another episode of A Pastor and His People. I am Pastor Witt here with Pastor Grant. Say hello, Pastor Grant. Hello, everyone. Now, I said Pastor Witt, but you may know me as John Whitaker. <laughs> if you heard that good bit in second service, you know, with glaring eyes at me. <laughs> Well, it, you have to use examples with people that you truly love uh, that can handle these things. And so, Bobby Schellenberger uh, was uh, victim number one. Victim number one, and then John Whitaker, yeah. uh, victim number two. It's, it's okay. We've we've reconciled. We're we're good. <laughs> A lot of tears are shed, but we're good now. Don't ever make me mad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I will use you as an example. <laughs> uh, we're in Titus chapter 3, uh, verses 9 through 11. Uh, I'm going to read it. Grant, if you would pray for us after, and then we'll just dive in some questions. So It says, starting in verse 9, But avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law. For they are unprofitable and worthless. As for a person who starts up division after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him. Knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, he is self-condemned. Would you pray for us, Grant? Father, we love you. Uh, we thank you for this time uh, in your word on Sunday. Oh, Lord, I pray that it was edifying to your people. And as uh, Wit and I discuss this, Lord, I pray that uh, it would... Uh, go even deeper uh, for your people to uh, know you better uh, and to be uh, encouraged uh, to continue to faithfully follow you. And Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should avoid foolish controversies, Grant. Well, we should. They are foolish. They are very foolish. They are also unprofitable and worthless. Is there anything from this list of controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels. Is there anything in your prep or just preaching that either you it stuck out to you or something maybe you didn't say that you would have liked to have said? Yeah, I, I really liked, because um, I went back to all of them mm-hmm. um, and, and saw other ways that they were translated in the Greek, mm-hmm. um, and it really gave me a better understanding, but just how they built upon each other okay. uh, in uh, kind of how it starts out as kind of just talking, mm-hmm. but then ends up in fighting. Right. Um, and so how that, uh, as you got abused in <laughs> the service there, yeah. but how it just kind of escalates, mm-hmm. um, whether it go from, you know, a debate to uh discord mm-hmm. you know to where it just kind of elevates there um and just the uh lineage was kind of uh in there in the middle but just of what the lineage was yeah. you know of relying on our own self right yeah that's good i mean i think we talked about the judaizers that you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, i mean earlier we see that in um titus uh, yeah. they're being mentioned of uh, the circumcision party in yep. chapter one. Yep. And now, right, this idea of genealogy and up, and I think it's good that you made that mention. Titus is a Greek. Yeah. Like Paul is leaving a Greek pastor to deal with, you know, the circumcision party and just all the stuff. But I mean, I just thought that was very interesting. Like kind of giving a 
putting flesh on it, being able to picture it in your mind. Here we have Titus as a pastor getting a letter. He's probably thinking, kind of like, how, how do I deal with these people? Right. You know, here's here's an actual problem going on. Like, they're thinking. Yeah. So I thought it was very helpful for me just to put flesh on it. Amen. Um, it says they're unprofitable and worthless. Mm. That seems to be pretty harsh language. Yeah. Why do you think Paul's using such harsh language here? Well, because he uses such wonderful language of excellent mm-hmm. and profitable. Yeah. Uh, and so it's almost like the opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opposite of excellent uh, is worthless. The yeah. opposite of profitable is unprofitable. Yeah. And I think just the the drastic difference between the two Mm. and and for us to know as believers you're either for or against yeah there is no line that we like cannot sell offense right yeah um god makes us make a decision Mm. are you going to be against me or for me yeah that's good and and this is in verse nine avoid these things right avoid and avoid such uh persons uh is there maybe tips you have for avoiding? Like, not even... Because I feel like there's almost like a... Once again, like, with Titus, right? In the flesh, right? In my mind, while you were preaching, I was even thinking about, like, all right, Titus the Greek, they're going to bring up genealogies. And Titus can easily explain to them, okay, you don't understand, like, through Christ, Abraham's inheritance, right? Like, right. But even there, it's a trap. Like, I've now been involved. <laughs> you <know? laughs> right. You know, you're already you're in Exactly. It. Yeah. Any, maybe any tips you have for us to just practically, just how to just avoid them completely? Yeah. Um, I don't know if we can avoid them <laughs> right. completely. Yeah. Um, because uh, we need to be in the world, but not of it. Yeah. Well, how do we, how do we have these conversations with the lost, with the warped and sinful yeah. in mind, but be all about Christ? And, and one uh, from that kind of evangelistic kind of spirit there, you don't want to connect with them on anything but Christ. Yeah. Like, oh, you've got a Clemson shirt on. Hey, I like Clemson too. Yeah. Like, let's not be so superficial right. as God's people. Yeah. Um, and so we don't end up going down those avenues if mm. that's not how we start the relationship. Right. Yeah, that's good. Then we don't have to combat, well, I've been talking to them about politics all this time. Yeah. How do I shift the conversation? Yeah, it's so, yeah. Um, And so if that's what we're... I think there is some wisdom of I, I want to make a connection with someone there it is but do as quickly as you can to yes, move to deeper to transition things. I yeah. think we talked about that last night with a panel of single folks right you start making these general conversations to connect with people but then it doesn't go any deeper so then you see people as a couple or a single because you haven't gone deeper to Christ and the Holy Spirit and the working yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's good uh, but these debates right which mm-hmm. you've Kind of when like hours of people just leave. Is there some good debate, some hell of like apologetics or even evangelism? You're somewhat debating and kind of trying to convince people of things. Yeah, um, and 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 Peter talks about you know being able to make a defense mm-hmm. uh, for I see these Paul's things. Paul's example of 
met, you know, talking to people. Yeah, um, and and he uses even in Acts, he uses his surroundings right uh, with the um, Athens people mm-hmm. um, and just trying to. Uh, draw them in, but where does he go immediately once he draws them in? Yeah, you know, and and I think our real danger here is is when we get into these debates, mm-hmm. we start to defend personal convictions yeah. instead of true foundational faith. Things. Yeah, that's good. I think I, uh, my time with some uh, Mormon missionaries, there's a temptation to to argue over smaller detail, like they believe there's apostles still around or things like that, and you're like, well, that's not going to save them. What if I do convince them of the apostles? Like, I don't know, stick to Christ. Who is Jesus? Is he God? Like, that is, yeah. like, you know, let's stick with, yeah, I think that's, that's helpful. Yeah, and and Paul hits in so many different ones. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you, guys, we don't really understand all the knowledge that Paul had. <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine being as smart as Paul mm-hmm. and him like, it was all rubbish. Yeah. I just preached Christ and him crucified. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, like to, to think of Peter when he first busted on the scene. I yeah. mean, it's like silver and gold I do not have. <laughs> yeah. But the gift of eternal life right. I give freely. You right. know, I mean. That's I, good. I, I think it's just such the the value of what we're seeing in verses uh, four through eight. Like, I mean, and that's why I think, like, what is good? Mm -hmm. What are we really overcoming Mm -hmm. here? And I think that's what the meat and the heart of what we truly stand on as believers. Yeah. That's what we have to do to avoid. Yeah, that's good. Um. What says in 10, ask for a person who stirs up division after warning him once, twice, have nothing more to do with them. And you mentioned Matthew, you went to Matthew 18, mm-hmm. and this is where we get the idea of church discipline from. Yes. Now, is this is this a personal thing that he's giving Titus to how to deal with people? Or do you think it's also a church discipline thing of how to deal with people? I, I actually, when I was studying, it, was, it seemed to be both and. Okay. It yeah. really did. Yeah. Um, but to see it in... in in more depth, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think us, especially when it comes to uh, whether it be something like I showed in the sermon of a dispute between me and wit, mm-hmm. like there has to be other believers brought in, right? Or it will stay in such a personal manner. This is between me and you, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think it was a both and because he, he was tasked with going and establishing the churches right. and giving good order. But also there was a lot here that was personally hmm. yeah. being combated yeah, that's good. as to Titus, you're not fit for this task. Right. You know, it was almost how the Pharisees used to address Jesus. Yeah. Like... Here from Nazareth. Can anything <laughs> good come from Nazareth? Yeah. There's no prophet that's come from Nazareth. Yeah. You know, like, that's Joseph's son. <laughs> right. This is the same garbage that they were throwing at Titus yeah. uh, there. So I think it was on a personal level, okay. but also corporately. And I think our true persecution is going to come from personal level 
and the church. Yeah, because I think this, I think that's important. Is we don't want to draw too hard line distinctions between personal and the church. Like we are the church, so you don't want to always separate those two. That's that's good. Uh, I always like. So you went to Matthew eighteen. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that's very rare here. Okay, I'm ready. I enjoy Luke's also. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Luke 15, he talks about this. Uh, <laughs> he does. If a sheep wanders, yes. go get them. Yes. Right? It's the idea of Matthew 18 of when you're being sinned against, when you have people doing these things, we can feel attacked often. Yes. But the way Jesus describes it, when you're feeling attacked, it's actually a sheep running away. Yeah. And that's a, I thought it was a beautiful picture of like, no, go get your brother. Yeah. And so when you hear the words church discipline or things like that, it's seem harsh almost especially yeah. in our culture but when Jesus is like no go care for, go get your brother go yeah. save them yeah I think that's helpful go and, rescue them and, and the well you got to think like the things that where I went were uh, what is the word of God used for mm-hmm. two of the the reasons that the word of God is used is rebuke and for correction yeah well uh, that has to be done like one of my big bullet points of of this that I didn't share a lot on, but was in the hope of repentance. Yeah. Like if we're not, if we're just wanting to correct and rebuke to prove ourselves and not running after that sheep, you know, I mean, you, you think of that shepherd has two tools. Mm -hmm. He has his rod and he has his staff. Right. Like as I'm chasing down that sheep, yeah. which one am I going to use? Right. Am I going to use the staff? Oh, he's about to fall into raging waters. Right. And lead him back to still waters. Right. Or he's wandering into this dry and desolate land with no grass whatsoever. Right. Am I going to comfort him with the hook of my staff yeah. into green pastures? Or am I going out there treating him as though he is a wolf right. and smashing his head yeah. with the rod? Yeah. I think it's the heart. And I think a lot of times it's easier to smash somebody with a rod. Yeah, I think that's, especially going through Titus, there's... The emphasis on doctrine. Amen. Yeah. It's very hard because doctrine is usually a mind thing that we kind of disconnect our heart with that sheep of they've done wrong, they've sinned. It's like, no, 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 like we should be compassionate. We should draw them back, not just make an argument. You're right, you're wrong kind of thing. That's that's good. Right. And I think that's where your heart was in this text of, but I want to maybe like push or maybe hear what you say I have to say about it says, have warning once and twice, have nothing more to do with them. Right. I mean, that does seem to be pretty yeah. hard, you know, a hard truth of, yeah. how do you, how as an elder do you think about that? Because division, it's not, it's not saying adultery, it's not saying murder, it's saying right. causing division. Yeah. Uh, which, which I think, especially as, as leaders, as elder, you're asking me from an elder perspective. Right. Uh, oh, we have to we have a limited amount of time yeah and and we have to care for the flock as a whole yeah as well mm-hmm. 
And so are we going to continue to neglect faithful sheep Mm -hmm. to run after one who is continuing to be disobedient, and especially when it is the same sin Mm. that that they can be trapped in? Mm. You know, we have to see some form of repentance, Mm -hmm. a turning back Mm -hmm. to the Lord. Yeah. Uh, in that and and so I, I think I mean there is that letting loose right um, in hopes that they will miss the fellowship of the body they mm-hmm. will miss this love because it's like that prodigal son that goes out mm-hmm. well there has to be that turning mm-hmm. to come back while they're in that miry muck and they realize my dad's servants ate better than this. Right. Like the world almost has to chew you up a little bit. That's Luke 15 as well. Amen. That's a good chapter. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and you've you've heard it here, folks, live. uh, John Whitaker is leaning towards the gospel of Luke. You did use Matthew 18. (laughs) I did. I did. did, But I had to dive back in at night to uh, Luke 2. That's right. Uh, Is there maybe, so someone, I mean, once, twice, had nothing more to do with them. I'm a church member. I'm hearing this. Okay. Is there, maybe something I'm doing, because this seems, this is not something to take lightly. There may be divisions that you could see of like someone could start and not know it. Like, or what do you think he has in mind there? I mean, obviously there's these false teachers. Yeah. What about as our church? Because, I mean, because an ordinary church member is probably not going to be like, you guys need to take the Jewish law in order to be saved. So, like, how would this apply to us? Yeah, and, and, and so that's where I would say, within our context, I see absolutely... Uh, no false teachers rising up right. that I feel are trying to manipulate our congregation and pull us away. Yep. Uh, but I can see um, some hobby horses mm. that we have within our congregation okay. that people are more passionate about their hobby horse mm. than they are about the gospel. And that's like a, a, a temptation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to where e- even like, uh, you know, my wife and kids, but my wife and kids can become more important right. or an idol in a sense yeah. over God's truth. Hmm. And I'm not following the will of God because mm-hmm. I'm trying to please my wife yeah. or my children. That's good. Um, and so I think there's the danger um, or uh, specific seasons, whether it be a political season, yeah, yeah. Uh, whether it be economic. Yeah. I, I think there can be so many different uh, hobby horses mm-hmm. that kind of come sure. up uh, to where we can. Yeah, I, I think and if you're listening, you're like, Ask yourself these questions. Also, find other people to ask. Like, like are there? Ask them if there's any temptations they face. Of like, maybe this would cause up division, or like, is it how am I looking at stuff? You know, I think it's just helpful as a as we talked about last night, a family dynamic. You know, for a family, just be able to share with one another of like, maybe is. Do you think you've seen this in my life? Of 
this is becoming I mean, uh, a temptation for division or I think it's always helpful just be having those conversations now so it's not later of you're in it okay now I need to find someone to help me with that yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what are people coming to you to try to discuss yeah yeah that's good or what are you going to people exactly. to discuss yeah. yeah what what are you yeah what's good. what's kind of at the forefront of your mind mm. Um, And I think that's where, uh, as we move into that last uh, verse there, um, of letting that love be genuine. Mm. Um, And and I think that's the danger that whenever we do see this warpedness, we do see this sinfulness, Mm -hmm. um, we, we start to need to prove ourselves um, and, and just understanding, and this is something I didn't bring up at all yesterday, but like when Jesus was maligned, he did not defend himself. Yeah. He never defended himself. He defended the Father's will. Yeah. And us as his children, uh, we need to be ones that our love is genuine mm-hmm. for the Father's will to be done. We are not repaying evil for evil. We are not uh, being overcome by evil, but overcoming evil with good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never need to prove ourselves, yeah. but humbling ourselves as Christ Jesus did. Yeah. Not counting equality with God a thing to be grasped. That's a good. That's a good gospel transition yeah. there, because we. Because honestly, I mean, even when I preach Titus, there's a temptation of Titus. There's so much practical instruction to like where is the death and resurrection here's the foundation right here right this we want to be like christ this is how we were saved i think also right why is he giving us this church discipline these mornings why we want to be holy because he's holy we have been saved therefore we want to keep the church his bride pure that day when we get to see him face to face amen yes good great would you mind praying us out yeah i'd love to father we love you Uh, Lord, and it is so humbling uh, to uh, allow your holy word to come alive and uh, to be real to us uh, and for your spirit to open our hearts and our minds to it, uh, to where it can be uh, excellent and profitable. Lord, I pray that we would be a people uh, that would steer towards the things that are good and right and holy. Uh, Lord, and I pray uh, that we would not rely on ourselves, uh, our own strength, our own knowledge, uh, and that we would get into uh, these useless uh, debates uh, that do not call men and women to yourself, Mm -hmm. uh, but that call them to a hope in something else. Lord, we love you, and I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.